Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, September 28th. We are here live. Lauren, welcome back. Meet Danielle. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Hi. Great. Pleasure to meet you. You as well. So great to have you on the show. We love your product. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right we haven't on. even talked Thank about those yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so Lauren, oh, I've, I've awesome, got to awesome. get you this book just came out yesterday and I finished it yesterday. Um, this is kind of, uh, you, can do that. you, you and I have talked a lot about this. This is kind of a missing piece for us in the stress thing. How many times have you and I talked and how many times have I said, I just can't get this adaptogen thing. <laughs> Like, I, I know it has to work. Yeah. There's so much history here. There's so much evidence. Why aren't we getting this? And and this book explains it. It, it was a real breakthrough for me. Oh, I can't wait to read it. I agree, though. It kind of, the whole adaptogen thing kind of went over my head. <laughs> um, I definitely had some good, you know, like seen benefits from using several. Like, I love the lion's mane. That one, to me, is just, so wonderful. Um, I've used, I don't know if maca powder is considered like an adaptogen. Absolutely. But, um, great. Well, I've had wonderful um, experience with maca over the years and um, ashwagandha as well. But I'd say probably the most notable kind of difference where I actually felt it would have would be the, the lion's mane. That's my favorite so far. Yeah, the mushrooms are pretty magical and the alliance mane is so unique. You know, it's one of our few adaptogens. Uh, Kevin and I have been talking a lot about what makes an adaptogen adaptogen, right? So this non-toxic, this normalizing, helping our bodies find balance and homeostasis, non-specific activities, which really all these words can be confusing for people. So I, I don't blame you both for being like, what is, what's the deal with these? And and there's a lot of riffraff out there. So totally her. That's why, that's why we wrote this book in the first place. Um, but, but lion's mane, yeah, we have this, uh, within, within the, the adaptogenic umbrella, we have about 20 plants, 20, 25 and, and five functional mushrooms. And there's something really unique. Of course, I'm particularly fascinated and passionate about the, the mushroom adaptogens, but lion's mane particularly, it has so many, uh, positive responses in different bodies. You know, it's our one adaptogenic nootropic. So really that cognitive support, which is what it's mostly touted for, but new experience and new research coming out is showing that it also is really beneficial for uh, systemic nerve health, right? So nerves, not just within our, within the blood brain barrier of our brain, but everywhere in our body, it has mm. these compounds that are prebiotics, right? So essential for for gut health, which then in turn is is supporting people's immunity. And it's this beautiful cascade that often happens with adaptogens, but particularly so with our mushrooms, where we might take something for what we think is a specific reason. Like, oh, I want to focus more. Let me add some lion's mane to my coffee. And what you notice is, oh, wait, I'm actually, I'm sleeping deeper. We're, we're finding really interesting results with lion's mane. Um, during the night and, and helping us get into those deeper REM states of sleep. Um, then I have more energy in the morning. Then, you know, I'm, I'm getting more proper signals about my digestion. I mean, it's this, this beautiful cascade that should happen when we correct one part of an ecosystem. 
the rest begins to fall into place and, and our body works that way when it's fed the right thing. Very hey, cool. Hey, Danielle, I have to jump in there with a, a thought. I just want to get this out of the way because prior to learning about Four Sigmatic and all these wild mushrooms and two of my favorite things, they still are, uh, coffee and chocolate. And I thought it was <laughs> blasphemous to combine the word mushroom with either one of those. That to me, the first time I heard it, I have to say I was aghast. I was shocked. There is no way I want, and I also have to say I love mushrooms too, you know, culinary mushrooms. So I was like, look, I love all of these things, but they don't belong together, except they really do. That's the shocking part. Mushrooms and coffee go so well together. Mushrooms and chocolate, oh, I'm shocked. It's true, and it's because the group of mushrooms we're using, they're so different than these umami culinary varieties that so many of us think of. They grow on trees. They're super bitter. They have these strong medicinal compounds, so people wouldn't even recognize them as a mushroom. You know, chaga looks nothing like what we typically think of as a mushroom. Even reishi is like big shelf polypore, we call it, but these are more like, like tree bark, earthy, bitter flavors. And they're pretty, pretty intense to consume on their own. And I think we've talked about this in the past, but when we were thinking about formulation and how to make sure that you can take these enjoyably every day, we were like, okay, what are the, what are the bitter flavors that the Western palate really knows and loves? And there's pretty much only two, <laughs> two foods that fall into the category. They're coffee and coffee. Yeah, good point. Yep. So it's synthesized really well. And then, of course, you know, we've talked about this. The, these adaptions, they're not a pill for an ill. You have to take them daily consistently to really allow your body to start using and experiencing the benefits. And so what do we do every day? I, again, it's like, how do we make bringing these things into our life easy so that they can become sustainable and can become a routine? And that's where, you know, the mushroom coffee piece really took off. It was like... Right, over 70% of Americans drink coffee every single day. What an easy way to not have to do something else, right? It's habit stacking. It's adding this super nutrient-rich adaptogen into a routine you're not giving up. And if it tastes great, I mean, like, it was all lining up. You know, I want to stick to that point because that um, you mentioned that these should be taken daily, Um even more so than that, multiple times a day, right? You you outline a, a kind of a routine in the book where, you, and the other thing, I love the way you organized the these compounds. That really was part of the big breakthrough for me because they you read all the different benefits and they're kind of all over the board, but there's a lot of overlap. You know, this one does that, but this one does yeah. it too. It's more of a secondary effect. So that that starts to add to the confusion. The way you organize them, and I have never seen that anywhere else. You do it on your products as well. Um, in the book, it really yeah. kind of made sense to me and come together. But you talk about a routine where we're doing a certain group of adaptogens in the morning for a specific reason. In the afternoon, a, a different group of adaptogens for different reasons, and then in the evening. So, so much so that you could be consuming adaptogens throughout the day 
And this works really well for me. I've been saying for years, I am horrible at taking supplements. Horrible. I will run all kinds of tests and biohacking and, you know, take 13 different supplements six times a day. And then once I get it all figured out, I'm so bad at taking the thing daily. I, I just, I'm horrible at it, but I, I never miss my coffee in the morning and I do like tea in the evening. So why not use that as a way to get these? And, you know, I almost don't want to call these supplements. They're so much closer to food, but it's, and, and that's why this works for me. That's why I'm excited about the adaptogens. If it's food, I can work it into my day pretty easily. Yeah. And I want us to think of it more like food. It's like medicine is something you take when you're sick, or at least that's our, yeah. our mindset today in the way. And then you don't have to be sick to take these. I mean, yeah, a lot of us are stressed or we'd like more energy or more focus or, you know, stronger libido or, or beauty from the inside out, more glowy skin, whatever we're looking to improve. But these are really meant to be used more in, more in the food category. And so whether you mix it into your coffee or I give some recipes in the book, like um, maca, right? You mentioned using maca. You can add maca into like little energy balls or throw it into desserts or smoothies, consume these like food. So it becomes like an added nutrient instead of, oh, I'm sick. I need to take this because something's not, not full or not right with me. No, you're taking this to add, to build to your foundation so that when you get sick or when stressors occur, your body has is prepared, right? You pre-charged, so you don't have to recharge. You pre-charge, you fueled yourself with these nutrients so that you're able to combat and deal with the inevitable situations that life throws your way without being so rocked that you're then exhausted and depleted and it takes days to get back into a state of balance. So, you know, it's interesting. You just I mentioned maca again, and, and Lauren, you brought it up earlier. So as I'm reading the book, yesterday and I'm thinking about recipes and way to work this into the day. I got thinking in the back of my mind, I'm like, I think I have some maca powder somewhere, um, unopened probably because I bought it and I have no idea what to do with it. So I got thinking about it. I'm like, all right, I have some, what should I do with this? And of course you read all the benefits of maca and I want to just eat the whole bag right now. Um, but here's what I came up with. Maca has this weird kind of almost butterscotch flavor. Um, Kind of an interesting, that's the closest I could come up with. So, um, Danielle, have you seen anything about um, Dr. Davis, the author of Wheat Belly? Have you seen his, like, functional yogurts that he's working on? So, what are the yogurts called? Um, this is really interesting. What, he, what he's done is he's gone out and found very specific strains of bacteria that create a certain response in the body. And then what what cool. he does is take that bacteria and figure out how to culture it into yogurt to really multiply the the strains like you can buy these strains as a probiotic but it turns out you'd have to eat like six bottles to get the benefit there's just not enough of the bacteria wow. in there so he uses yogurt to culture it over long periods of time like 36 hours of culturing to develop enough, and he's done the testing to find the bacterial counts. Um, his first one was, uh, the bacteria is called L. ruteri, and it's a very specific strain of L. ruteri, but it, it, it's, there's tons of evidence. It actually increases oxytocin production. 
um, increases testosterone, has a uh, kind of an appetite suppressing effect. So he's been making these functional yogurts. There's like six or seven of them. I've made them all. We actually have a big program. We help people make it's pretty incredible. I think there's there's really something there. But I took the El Ruderai yogurt. Uh, put the maca powder in it, and just a little bit of maple syrup really went well with that maca. It is delicious Yum. yogurt. A little bit of cinnamon. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. So you, you should check that out. He has a I whole, love the whole book about it. Yeah, I love the taste of maca, and I think it kind of adds a little flavor to the coffee. I It's a little earthy, which I like, Yeah, but I, I've never heard anyone describe it as butterscotchy, but I like that too, Kevin. That's, that's that, nice. I'm not sure. That's just what came to mind. It It, it is earthy, but it's <laughs> almost got that little bit of sweetness, and that's what it reminded me of. A maple syrup and cinnamon went really well with that. Mm, best. Yeah, I do it. I do a cacao in the morning, so I'm off of caffeine and coffee, and so I I blend like a real chunk of raw cacao and add some hot water in the blender, and then we'll add maca mm. in, a little cardamom, some Ooh. coconut milk straight Ooh. from the can, plant-based milk we can find, and then if you you know wanted a little sweet, you can add a date in there or or a little maple syrup, and it is so decadent i feel like a little kid i'm like waking I know. Up and drinking yeah <laughs> so I, I have a question for you then and i probably wouldn't have asked you this on the air except that there's something else i want to mention about your book that i i really respected you you point out your competitors and recommend them in the book yeah i i love yeah. that I really do. I mean, that to me shows a lot of confidence and the fact that you're really here to help. Uh, and of course, you make money to do this. I do too. But you can just tell when, when somebody's willing in a book to not only mention their competitors, but actually recommend them. Hey, look, they, they make good products too. Um, you had mentioned I'm- Mountain Rose Herbs, right? Yes. And... Don't they make the product Rasa? Different. It's just so funny you mentioned Rasa. I went to uh, to grad school for herbal medicine with this, this formulator and one of the co-founders of Rasa in Boulder, Colorado. Um, but they might source some of their ingredients from Mountain Rose, but Mountain Rose is more of an um, online supplier of the bulk raw ingredients. That's what I thought. So this is really yeah. cool if you want to yeah. maca powder or or even reishi slices and make your own medicine. Mountain Rose is really wonderful and has really awesome sourcing practices. But Rasa is great too. They're, they're based in, in Boulder, Colorado, and they use, um, they don't actually use coffee, but it's a, it's a coffee alternative, right? Using um, some of these traditional adaptogens. Yeah, and the reason I brought it up is because you had mentioned, you know, your morning drink isn't coffee, and I'm, um, and I've done this before with Ross over the years. I take breaks from caffeine, sometimes, you know, a couple months at a time. Uh, and I'm going to do it again. I, I think it's yeah. time. I think I'm at that point. I really need to stop leaning on the caffeine. And uh, so I'm, I'm developing a recipe with Rasa now and some of these other adaptogens. So I, I just wanted to get your opinion on the product. 
Yeah, great. Um, yeah, the, the sourcing is awesome. The formulation, the team is really great. The one thing that I would say a lot of um, roots or barks or tougher uh, ingredients, they need to be boiled for a longer period of time. This is really true with our mushrooms. I think we've talked about this in the past, but the mushrooms have this compound in their cell wall. It's called chitin. So this is with our lion's mane, our chaga, our reishi, our cordyceps, turkey tail, and that needs that cell wall needs to be broken in order for the compounds within the mushroom to be bioavailable to your body. And so the the easiest way to break open that chitin is through a long decoction, so essentially a long hot water boil. And so with um, with the rasa, if you are um, purchasing uh, one of the products that have a functional mushroom in it, like chaga or reishi. I actually recommend a different style than they recommend, which is I would put it in like a muslin bag and throw it in a crock pot overnight. Oh, wow. For at least six to eight hours. Wow, okay. To allow, if you want the benefits from from those functional mushrooms. Otherwise, the chitin won't be broken open and our bodies actually don't get the benefits from them. Got it. That's not Hmm. saying that there's other wonderful ingredients in that product, other adaptogenic roots, um, that berries, I think they use, I think they're using cacao in some products now. Yes. You can still reap the benefits from by just doing a French press, which is, uh, the way they recommend doing it. But the, the kind of one caveat with the product is if you, if you're using a mushroom, you know, one of the, the formulas that has mushrooms and you want the benefits from the mushrooms, you actually have to boil it for a lot longer than classically recommended. I, I like the crock pot idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing too. When you're making your own medicine, you're making your own decoctions in a crock pot. Um, you can get so much more when we talked about saving money earlier and how to get the most out of the, the smallest amount of these, these really super food ingredients, even though that word has been so uh, I know. <laughs> overdone. It doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> super yeah. nutrient ingredients, let's say it, you can, um, you can put it something in your crock pot and then the crock pot will um, uh, basically absorb the the constituents, the compounds from these these plants or, or fungi roots and and basically pull them into the water and once and it, it has a saturation point. So you can actually drain that off, drink the tea, and then add more water and continue to decoct. So you can continue to make more and more batches of your tea um, for sometimes weeks. So in the winter, you know, I'll have a chaga in my crock pot for several weeks and I'll get, you know, two, three, four full crock pots worth out of one little kind of chunk of this chaga conch. That's good to know. So it's a much more, yeah, sustainable way. um, You know, if you want to source these raw ingredients and, and make your own, it's so empowering to, and you truly get a lot more out of them. I, I just thought of something as you were talking about that. Is anybody incorporating any of these into bone broth? That's a great question. Because we're um, we're going to long simmer bone broth, so right, That's a great. Yeah. yeah, when I make um, like a long broth at home, I'll add I'll add a bunch of. Um, mushrooms, I'll add reishi slices, I'll add astragalus, which you read about in the book, this 
incredible route, has all those longevity benefits, the telomeres, if you remember this. I I Um, do. Can you say it again, though, so I know how to say it right? Astragalus. Astragalus. Okay, got it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so you are doing that in bone broth then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know of a product that's doing it, but definitely recommend it if anyone makes their own bone broth. Such a an easy way to, to add adaptogens in. Yeah, yeah I like that. Great idea. All right, so I, I know you've got a busy day, so I think we're going to just I get one more point, one more question I had here that I want to go over, and then I want to talk about our program because uh, you're going to be coming back quite a bit for a while here as part of this program, so we'll have time to cover a lot of this. Um, the, there was one topic and I, I wanted to dig a little more deeper so my question might make more sense because I think there could be a lot to this, but I'll throw it out there. And, and so there was one of the adaptogens, um, Shisandra, am I saying that right? Shisandra. Shisandra. And there was a, it, it almost sounded like it um, kind of counterbalances nitric oxide. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a way to look at it. It's, it's really incredible for endurance and and building the system. So yeah, it's just, oh my gosh, there's so much to say about Shazandra. Five flavor berry. It, it really is going to have a slightly different effect. I mean, this is part of the nature of them in every body that ingests it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. How are you considering taking it? And for what purposes? And then we can kind of tailor the, the conversation there. Yeah. So more more what I was looking at is the idea that in for certain things, one of the things we deal with a lot with truck drivers, uh, blood pressure issues. If their blood pressure is elevated yeah. when they go for their, they have to take a physical at least every two years, a DOT physical to prove they're healthy enough to drive. If their blood pressure is elevated- okay they will get restricted to a one-year card. If it's really restricted, they could be six months. And I've even seen where they have to go back to the doctor every three months. Their blood pressure is so high. And then they can ultimately lose their license. So blood pressure was a big issue for us. So we, we, you know, started doing a deep dive into blood pressure. We were actually working on our first supplement of our own. It was going to be a fermented beet product. Uh, and then we came across a, a product called Cardio Miracle, and it, it's a whole group of nutrients designed to increase nitric oxide because that's the fastest way to lower blood pressure is to increase nitric oxide. It relaxes. So I'm assuming then nitric oxide is one of these things that we have to find the balance, that, that more just isn't always better that we know it, it certainly solves the problem. We have tremendous results with this product bringing blood pressure down. So then I was kind of thinking, oh, well, now we have this almost anti-nitric oxide nutrient. So I was just kind of wondering how that all works. Well, yeah, we, we, need, to, we need to find the balance. Nitric oxide can be a free radical, right? So this is um, like, do you talk about free radicals a lot on the show? Not a lot, but we have in the past. I understand them, and that's why we need antioxidants. And yeah, so it, it's a topic we exactly. have covered. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, right? We, it's a natural process of being a human being. Free radicals are released when we're in the sun, when we age, when we exercise. 
um, when we're stressed. And essentially, it's a, a molecule that becomes unbound. So uh, it, it essentially, there's a, a positive and negative unbound molecule. And then it's like, oh, I, I, I need to uh, tap onto another compound to basically not be out here on my own, right? It's just like free. It's free. It's stand, it, it doesn't have its partner molecule. And so it needs to bound onto another one. And then it steals these electrons from other molecules. And then that one becomes a free radical. And it's this cascade that happens in the body. And it can lead to a lot of inflammation and a lot of dis-ease. And so nitric oxide actually can act, right, as a free radical. And so we do need to keep it in balance. Um, and it would be really interesting. I'm curious to see the effect of um, Shazandra with um, this this supplement that you're having people take to see what's going on in the body. But, but one of the, the trials that we do point out in the book is, is it's a gold standard. So a double one placebo controlled study um, where people took Shizandra with another plant, actually this plant's called Bryonia. So it was a, a synergy that happens with the two of them. Um, and it didn't increase nitric oxide. So it actually showed um, you know, the placebo group is doing the same activity, having all the other same standards, had an increase in this nitric oxide leading to this, and in this case, too much free radical damage versus the group taking Shazandra. It, it didn't, so it's not necessarily, it's like lowering from a, from a baseline, but it didn't increase the nitric oxide um, in the active group. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so what I, they showed us. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So, no, I was just going to say. So, kind of to wrap it up, the point here was around endurance, and so this was showing us um, Shazandra's ability to support endurance and recovery because there wasn't this excess nitric oxide that the body then had to combat and have a lot of antioxidants to to calm the effects and basically target these free radicals. Um, so over a long period of time, people could exercise at the same rate without experiencing too much nitric oxide relief and therefore their endurance and their overall health metrics during a physical workout, you know, through, through a long duration of time, their bodies could stay in a greater state of balance, stay stronger, healthier, continue to, to move their, um, athletic metrics further with the support of Shazanda. Interesting. All right. Well, I think we uh, we have some testing to do then with uh, Shazandra and Cardio Miracle. I think that may turn out to be a, a really interesting combination. Really interesting. I'm very curious. Yeah. Well, good. All right. So let's jump into our announcement and our project. Uh, Lauren, I'm volunteering to be the guinea pig this time. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I'm kind of going to give Danielle my background and then I'm, I'm going to become the client and Danielle's going to consult with me on how I could best use adaptogens at, at where I am right now to improve my health. And, and I have a couple of specific things I really want to work on. So um, and we're going to do okay. this um, throughout October. Um, Danielle and I are going to get together several times and record this consult, you know, kind of like you and I have done some, some, uh, discovery calls online, or we've gone over some one-on-ones on, on the air. Um, 
that's what we're going to do. I'm going to be the the client here, and um, Danielle's going to work on me. So um, we'll be releasing these. We're probably going to do them as recorded shows. I think um, Wednesdays are just book solid in October. So, uh, Danielle, you and I will find time and um, we'll record these whenever it's you know works out for you. So where do we go next on this? How do we want to get started? Uh, you tell me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll give you some background then on, on my health journey and then kind of where I am and what I'd like to accomplish from it. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. All right. So eight years ago, and I had always thought that I kind of ate healthy that I ate a better version of the standard American diet. It was something I paid attention to. You know, I thought about it. I was, uh, I started in sports really young. So that was always a thing. My big sport was wrestling. So, you know, nutrition and weight loss was a big part of that. Um, I opened a gym when I was 19. I coached high school wrestling for years. So, you know, I kind of felt like health and nutrition was always a big part of my life. And yet, at, you know, starting around 30, actually earlier. I mean, in my 20s, I had markers for rheumatoid arthritis and a lot of joint pain. And then like everybody else started gaining weight and, you know, inflammation and pain. And and like we're told, well, that's just normal. You're getting old. That's what happens. And what a lie that is. Um, so at, at roughly about 52, I think I was, um, when I started down the path of, you know, real whole food, you know, grain-free, um, we've experimented a lot with keto, um, works really well for truck drivers. We developed our own uh, version of that nutrient-dense keto, where we really focus on nutrient density first. Um, I've played around with yeah. carnivore, um, and my results have been incredible. I mean, I tell people, and I know they don't believe me, but I feel better at 59 than I did at 29. At 29, I had joint pain. Wow. I had fatigue. I had brain fog. When I started eating this way, all those things disappeared. The one, one problem that I've never solved, in fact, it's actually gotten worse. And it seems like the more good stuff I do, the worse this one problem gets. And I'm totally stumped by it. And then I have a new issue that I'm just dealing with recently. And I think I've created the problem myself, trying too hard to biohack the other problem. So sleep. Tell me about the primary problem. Yeah, sleep. It's sleep. Now, here's the history. Okay. What's it? Yes, please. When did it? I have always been a good sleeper. Always. Never had a problem sleeping. I mean, I lay down in bed, my eyes close, I fall asleep, I sleep all night, I wake up refreshed. Even, you know, during a career in trucking, which the hours are horrendous. I mean, there there were times where I was working kind of a morning shift for two or three days and then would have to shift to a complete overnight shift for a couple of days. There were times where I worked overnights for months at a time. Never, ever bothered my sleep. My sleep was good throughout that whole time. So in 2007, when I got the radio show on Sirius XM, I got the midnight time slot. And my pattern would be I'd go to bed at about 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night, like I always used to. And my pattern of sleep was go to bed at 8.30, read, fall asleep at 9, wake up at 4.30. I loved that. 
um, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I'd go to bed at that same time, but I would have to wake up to do the show at midnight. And I'd wake up and I'd be groggy, so I'd have caffeine. And then I would do a show yeah. that was stimulating. You know, I'm thinking, I'm answering questions, I'm getting all riled up. I get off the air at two o'clock in the morning and I'm all wound up. I can't go to sleep. So yeah. I don't really go to sleep till yeah. like four or five in the morning. But then I had a business to run. So I was really kind of wow. back at it, you know, at the latest by nine, most of the times by eight. And that really just destroyed my sleep cycle. And that was 15 so years ago. Now I did that. What's that? That was 2007, you said? That was 2007, and I did it for 15, well, about 13 years on the midnight shift. It's, it's why I live on the West Coast. Wow. I almost moved to Hawaii. Wow. We went to Hawaii and lived over there for a month and looked for property, and we seriously considered moving because midnight in Hawaii became 6 p.m. That was a whole lot right. easier to deal with. Even here at 9, that was better, but... Even yeah. when I went to nine, I, I could not fix my sleep. I'm not on that schedule at all anymore. Haven't been for a couple of years and I still can't fix my sleep. It actually got shorter. My average sleep got much shorter when I started eating healthier. And now not only is it short, but it's just really poor quality. I mean, I, and, and the, when I'm working on the stress protocol, it's almost like the more active I am right now, the worse I sleep. If I really huh. need to recover, like I get to that point where I, you just can't push anymore, you're going to have to recover, and you need a, at least one good night's sleep, the best way for me to get it is to do almost nothing all day long. Like read, watch TV, maybe a nice, light, casual walk, I'll have a better night's sleep, not a good night's sleep. Those those are non-existent, but I'll have a better night's sleep. Yeah. Um, the other day, I'm, I'm learning a new sport, wing foiling, and it's fairly physical right now, okay. and I'm not very good at it. And I, I you know, went out for about four hours. I was just exhausted. Horrible night of sleep. The, the other day, I, was, I, I have a huge garden. I spend a lot of time in the garden, and it's... Yes. really it's harvest time. There's a lot going on out there and I'm planting the winter garden. Again, the more active I seem to be, the worse sleep I get. So what's the pattern right now? Tell me about your, your routine. Do you get into bed or you start preparing for bed when, and then is it a falling asleep issue? Is it a, I wake up multiple times in the night issue? Kind of walk me through what's been going on in the last two years ish, right? Since you stopped the midnight show. Yeah, so the, the pattern is I would love to be able to go to sleep at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Totally out of the question. There is no way I'm falling asleep at that time of night. It doesn't matter what I do. And honestly, I kind of feel like sleep is similar to adaptogens. I've read everything I can find. Everything I can find. And I'll read anything I can find. And yet I'm not learning much. I mean, I, I'm not, uh, well, I'm learning a lot. I'm just not learning anything that's, that's effective or changing anything. So I can't fall asleep that mm-hmm. early. And for some reason, over the last couple of months, the time that I can fall asleep keeps pushing later and later. I'm, I'm up to like 2 a.m. now. I mean, I, I, I almost don't even want to prepare for bed 
until after midnight because if I try, I just get frustrated. And then I tend to sleep in like two-hour windows. I tend to wake up about every two hours. And my average sleep right now, let me let me just tell you, I'll look on my Garmin watch, and I'll tell you how bad it is. Uh, let's see. So my average sleep for the last seven days is three hours and 39 minutes. Okay. So to get right to get so I'm clear on your routine, it's sometime after midnight, you're starting to prep for bed. Maybe you get in bed what sometime between midnight and two AM. Yeah, kind and of. I might you- show up at eleven. Um and and you know, I don't like I will not watch T V in bed. I try to make sure all the electronics are off. Other than my Kindle, I'll read. If I just know I'm not gonna fall asleep, I'll I'll read. Uh and that'll usually help some. Do you, do you have, is it a blue light kind of looking at you on the Kindle? Uh, you know, I don't know what their light technology is on the Kindle. I do yeah. try to keep it yeah. as dim as I yeah. can, you know, because the, the room's totally dark, okay. so I can keep the Kindle really, really dim and still read it. Okay. And then you're laying there, so it's an issue you're, you're having a long time falling asleep as well as staying asleep, or it's more now, one or the other? Yeah, I can actually... And this is changing. It, it's getting worse. It used to be that even at nine o'clock, if I if I went through my routine, got ready for bed, lay down in bed, I would fall asleep within five or ten minutes. But I might wake up hmm. within twenty, and I would wake up uh-huh. with the like startled and anxious. And I, I don't have anxiety. I never have. But I I wake up almost like in the fight or flight mode within about 15 or 20 minutes and then going back to sleep mm-hmm. is really tough. Okay. And then when you're, when you're waking up, what's the, so I understand like if you wake up after 20 minutes, there's a startling effect, but as a typical night of sleep, so you're kind of on and off about three and a half hours. What's the, what's the energy like in the morning? Are you exhausted? Do you feel like, it's sluggish to get out of bed or you, you oddly, you know, have enough energy and you just, you you get up and do it. I oddly have good energy in the morning. I have good mood. Um, Now there on a really bad night, there might be 10 or 15 minutes of, you know, kind of grogginess and not feeling all that great. Um, I don't need caffeine to get out of that. I, I Sometimes I do, but like right now, I'll switch to the Rasa. I won't really see any difference. I mean, I'll still wake up within 10 or 15 minutes. I'll have really good energy. I'll be in a good mood. It doesn't last. But, and here's the secondary mm-hmm. problem I want to address with the adaptogens, um, just physical endurance. My physical endurance just seems to be awful. I shouldn't say awful. It's better than it was when I was 40, but it's not as good as it was just a year or two ago. Like I, I used to say, okay. but God, I've just got crazy energy all day long, 12, 14, 15 hours. I'm still going strong physically. That's what's changed. And yeah. I know sleep is a part of it. My sleep's gotten worse. Um, but I, I want to get that, that just physical endurance back. 
Yeah, absolutely. I want that for you too. I have a few more questions. So the when you are waking up kind of like startled or anxious, or if you do wake up, you know, after 20 minutes, is it typically that same, um, you know, maybe mild, not necessarily anxiety, but that kind of feeling of, of anxiousness waking you up, or are you waking up to pee, or are you waking up because there's noise or an animal? What are the, are there any other disturbances that are causing the kind of 20 minute intervals? Doesn't seem to be, you know, and like I said, I've done all the research on sleep. I have, the whole list of all the sleep hygiene stuff you should do. And I practice it. I, you know, I, no matter how bad my sleep was, I try to get up early enough in the morning. I can walk outside and watch the sun come up. Um, you know, I, I know uh-huh. all of those things you're supposed to do to improve your sleep cycle. None of them seem to matter. So I can, I can have the perfect sleep environment or I can have a horrible sleep environment and I sleep about the same either way. What would you say, you said being more active, it basically makes it worse. Yeah. Are there other things that you've patterns that if you eat a certain something or you do any other activity that will decrease your sleep quality even, even further? Yeah. Eating within about three hours of going to bed will really screw it up pretty bad. Uh-huh. Okay. And then what about, you said if you have a really chill day, you do nothing, you're, you're reading, you'll, you'll get better sleep. Yeah. Anything I actually, else that you've noticed? Um, sleep quality? Hmm. One of the issues I'm dealing with, and I know it's an issue, and there's like virtually zero research on this. The one thing when I really needed to sleep, and this goes back a couple of years ago when I was just struggling with this and nothing was working, um, I did find that cannabis works really well. But I also know that over uh-huh. a longer period of time, cannabis will interrupt your sleep. And I think that's where I am now. And, and what I'll do is I'll just quit. I'll just quit completely. I'll lose the tolerance and, and then it will work again. But I'm to the point where whatever it is, I'm just leaning on it too much, way too much. And I, I, I've got to fix the root problem. Absolutely. What would you say, because I want to kind of have an assessment of this, and then over the next couple of weeks as we meet, we'll, we'll be able to see how this is shifting. But on your own scale, if 10 was like so bad, you know, it's really affecting your life. And zero, it's like, my sleep's perfect. This is not an issue anymore. Today, where are we at? We're probably at an eight. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And I would say over the last, you know, 15 years, it was more like a four. You know, it was there. I didn't sleep good. Mm-hmm. If I knew I was going to have a really bad night, a little bit of cannabis would fix it. But then over time, again, I was leaning on that too much. And I kind of feel like I'm at the place now where it, it's just broke. And I, I just, I got to figure out how mm-hmm. to fix it. Yeah. It's not broke. <laughs> we just have to find the root cause. Uh, which is why we're here, which is great. Uh, I, we, in order to figure out what's going on, we need to talk a little bit about what you're eating. I'm mostly curious about, well, if you can kind of walk me through a day in the life and include, um, anything that you're ingesting, right? So, so peas, supplements, um, the food, um, yeah, caffeine is a big piece of that. Just kind of walk me through a day in, in your life of, of what that looks like. So, for example, I wake up at 
at 6 a.m. and I drink a cup of coffee and I add this to it and then I yeah. eat breakfast at this hour, etc. Yeah, so um, I tend to wake up now about 6 or 6.30, um, but honestly, I don't want to get out of bed. And that's unusual for me. I'm, I've always been a morning person. 4.30, I could pop right out of bed, no alarm. Um, I still don't use an alarm and I'll wake up between 6 and 6.30, but a lot of mornings I'll lay in bed till 7. I just don't feel like getting up. And and I don't like that because that mm-hmm. could have been useful time to get ready for the show. I mean, it's it's bad enough that I've, I've started to do some of my show prep the night before. Just because I know there's a good chance I'm just going to stay in bed too long in the morning and I'm not going to have time. Um, when I do get up, I, mm-hmm. I do have coffee. But again, um, this morning, oh no, it was coffee this morning. I switched last night. Um it doesn't really, I, I don't get any big hit from the caffeine. And I only do one cup a day. It's, it's not like I'm going back to it in the afternoon and then later on. And yet one cup, my day starts fine. I have plenty of energy in the morning. My mood is good. Um, I probably eat, there was a time when I was doing pretty strict keto. Keto works really well for me. Um, it was one of the first kind of diets I tried to lose weight and get rid of the joint pain. And it was really successful for me. And I find the deeper I go into ketosis, the better everything works. Um, but, and, but I cycle uh-huh. in and out of it all the time. Um, I switched to carnivore-ish for a while, um, actually did even better. So it was kind of a carnivore keto version. Um, but on the other hand, I have a huge that? garden and throughout the summer, I do eat a lot of my own produce. So I don't have a problem. The carbs don't scare me. Um, I do know I have an issue with oxalates. I do have to be careful um, if I'm eating too many yep. oxalate-rich foods. Like I love beets and I grow a lot of beets, but I also love dark chocolate. So I, I kind of have to watch that. Yep. I'll, I'll get gout-like symptoms if I'm eating uh, too many okay. of those oxalate-rich foods. Um, yep. I don't eat a lot. Um, usually like one big meal a day, which tends to be right around 11 o'clock in the morning or noon. It's kind of my big meal of the day. And if I have a big meal, then I probably won't have like a traditional dinner. I might grab, you know, something here or there, but really it's kind of one meal a day, um, leaning carnivore keto. Um, and I really do honestly, the fewer, I, I just did a big experiment with fruit. I was following uh, Paul Saladino, and he does a carnivore with a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, one yeah. serving of fruit a day works excellent, and I love fruit. Two, and I immediately noticed when in about three or four days, I was fighting muscle pain. Not joint pain, but, but muscle pain, and my muscles weren't recovering. Like if I was out trying to wing foil um, for three or four days mm-hmm. afterwards, my shoulders and, and arms would just ache. And that's unusual. I, I got rid of the, all that pain a long time ago. So I cut back on the fruit, probably uh-huh. back to one serving a day. Um, I, I just find that the, the fewer plants I eat and the more picky about what those plants are, the better I do. What does better look like? Um, when you say better, what does that mean? More energy, less tendency for joint pain. Um, again, it sometimes it's the plants with the oxalates, or I, I kind of know what might be doing it, but I, I get, you know, less good results, I guess. I mean, mood isn't it. And these are 
almost nuances, you know, talking about really listening to your body, um, just overall, everything seems to work better. Digestion tends to work better. Um, seems like the more plants I eat, the now digestion was something I fought my whole life. I was in the hospital for it when I was six. And again, when I was like 12, um, once I went mostly grain free, that improved tremendously. And the fewer plants I eat, the better my digestion seems to be. Have you ever been, there's no like diagnosis or thing that you know, like, what were all these hospitalizations? Uh, the, I remember them um, saying I had colitis. They didn't call it ulcerative colitis back then, or you see, they just said I had colitis. And they put me on a very okay. low fat, high fiber diet, which was horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you get sick a lot as a kid? Uh, yes. As an adult, almost never. And since I started eating, you know, much cleaner eight years ago, I've only really been sick one time. And it was just this year uh, in like March or April. I was on a big road trip. I was gone for a couple months uh, traveling in the RV mm-hmm. and I had stopped my vitamin D sup. I had stopped all supplementation. I was doing another biohacking experiment and I had stopped all supplementation, okay. even vitamin D. And I don't think it's a coincidence that okay. that's when I got sick. Yeah. Um, so as a kid, to, well, one more question, then a question about the supplementation. Were you, uh, you were put on this low fat, high carb diet. You sick. When you would get sick, would you be put on antibiotics? Yes, a lot. As a, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So supplementation, you're taking vitamin D. What are you taking daily? Um, light balance. It's a mineral supplement. Um, the vitamin D. Uh, cardio miracle most days. Um, mm mm-hmm. That's probably it on a regular basis. Now, the crazy thing is I'm always biohacking and testing things. And I got sub, I, I have like a supplement room. I have so many supplements. But for the most part, I don't like to take them. I mean, to me, I truly treat them like supplements. Yeah. I work as hard as I possibly can to get everything from food instead. So vitamin D, the light balance, yeah. and the cardio miracle are really about the only regular supplements I'm taking. Okay. Um, lots of suggestions. I'm like trying to be vigilant about time. Um, and I'm like, what's the best way to go about this? Typically, so I'll just give you a little, uh, background history. I would ask, like, we're really trying to figure out the route. So we might have to pause and I can ask you some different questions about deeper kind of medical history, family history, social, emotional history, things like this. Yeah. Um, but my philosophy is how can we add before we take away always. Okay. Um, so even if there is, you know, something find that might be a, a underlying cause, I think one of the big things that you already mentioned today is, is I don't know how much caffeine we didn't get too into this and cravings. And there's a lot more I would ask you about a diet, but how can we add before we take away? So one of the things that I'm, there's a couple kind of blaring things that maybe is, is, relevant or you can tell me how it resonates um but is where is your source of magnesium coming from first and foremost and this doesn't have to be in supplementation there there are foods that still contain 
you know, an ample amount of magnesium. But the fact that your body isn't staying in this deep state of rest, magnesium, you know, is responsible for 500 functions in the body. But the, the nickname is, is the cellular relaxation. And if a lot of our foods don't contain it anymore, and so I'm like, how do we actually allow your body to, to have the nutrients it needs to unwind and stay asleep? Okay. So let me have give you, you a, yeah, let me give you a little more background yeah. on that then with diet and supplementation. So two supplements that have, and I'd have to go look at them to see, um, light balance, which is just a, a mineral, it's potassium, magnesium, um, and then the Cardio Miracle has magnesium in it, a couple different forms, I think. So those are the, the two supplements that I am taking, or two of the three, do have magnesium. Um, the plant food that I eat, especially all summer long, but even throughout the year, I grow a lot of it myself. Um, I've worked really, really hard to rebuild the soil, and it's pretty incredible, Uh what a difference. I mean, the plants are so healthy that they put out like crazy. Most of the plants I eat tend yeah. to be fermented. I do a lot of fermenting. Great. That's probably why you don't get sick anymore as an adult, combating all that, built, rebuilding your microbiome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I ferment everything. I've got fermented cherry tomatoes, fermented salsa, kimchi, sauerkraut, fermented asparagus, pickles, um, I'm doing the functional yogurt. So a, a, a lot of fermented food. Amazing. Really amazing. Um, I'm trying to look up this light balance to see. I'm, I'm, my one thought at the moment is if it has, do you know if it has calcium in it as well? I don't believe it does. You know, here's the, here's how okay, we cool. ended up with uh, light balance. By the way, we, we have a pretty active store online. Um, one of the things yeah. we like to do to help our clients is when we find a specific product, we just put it in the store. If it's in our store, you know we've done all the work. You can trust it. You can just buy it. Light balance, one of the yep. biggest problems we saw as we were developing our nutrient-dense keto diet. Um, the other thing about the, the meat and animal products that I eat, I'm going to say 99% clean. I mean, I don't eat any industrial meat. We almost never eat out. Um, we order all of our food Amazing. from places we've sourced. You know, so the, our, our meat and animal products are completely clean. Um, all the produce, either organic or most of it, just comes right out of my garden. And I'm organic plus, probably. I mean, there, there's nothing that goes near that garden that resembles a chemical of any kind. Um, we use a lot of bugs and insects and all kinds of crazy techniques. So hey, the food, my diet is really clean. That The magnesium, the reason we started with light balance, we noticed almost immediately when people started eating keto, they got all kinds of muscle cramps. And it just didn't totally. seem to matter, you know, how many foods with magnesium we added. It just didn't seem to help Light balance seems to fix it every time. Somebody has cramps, a couple capsules yeah. of light balance in their coffee in the morning, they just go away. You stop taking it, they come back. I mean, I've experienced it myself. So just a product we just got really good results with. And, and, you know, I look at the formulation and I think it's not that special. There are other products out there just like it. But for well, some reason, this one seems to work yeah. really well. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm looking actually at the, the ratio of sodium, potassium, magnesium, 
in it right now and that it doesn't have sugar compared to a lot of its other electrolyte competitors. And this is how our, our water used to be, right? This was natural right. spring water, right. which contained a very ratio. And now we drink dead water. And so even if we are drinking a lot of water, our bodies aren't actually able to utilize and get hydrated from it because it's devoid of these minerals. So yeah, it looks really great. I would continue to do that. Um, I have a, a few other questions. How, how often or like how many hours throughout the day are you exposed to some sort of um, blue light? So maybe a screen or a computer or a television or the Kindle? Um, a lot in the wintertime. A lot. Um, uh-huh. 10 or 12 hours yeah. a day probably in the wintertime. In the summertime, I do everything I can to avoid it. I spend a lot of time out in the garden and spend now I'll spend more time out on the river wing foiling. But yeah, screen and blue light is an issue. And how, what, what's, is there any noticeable difference in sleep summer versus winter? Um, well, yeah, I actually tend to sleep. I know this is backwards from what we're talking about, and I don't think the extra blue light is helping me at all. I think it's the other factors in winter, the longer hours of darkness. Yep. I, I think I sleep better in the wintertime. Yep. I love it cold. So in the middle of winter, I can still have a window or a door open, and I, I love it. So I think it's that that cold and the longer darkness, and so I do sleep better in the wintertime. And here's the yeah. other thing. I'm less did, active how, in the wintertime. That's another interesting, this whole activity thing. Summer, I'm always pushing it. I'm always active. I'm outside. You know, I'm, I'm in the garden. I'm doing yard work. I'm out on the river. I, I'm, that's, there's that activity piece of this again. In the wintertime, I'm much more, you know, not that active because where I live, it rains all winter. So it's hard to get out and do a whole lot. So that whole activity piece has kind of got me stumped. Well, how many hours do you say you're active a day now, like actually pushing, moving your body? So I would say average right now, it's probably 10. Even to think how we can uh, (laughs) add before subtract. Even my show right now, I will, um, Mm -hmm. I'll probably, my show can be anywhere from an hour to three hours. We just go till... We run out of ideas or calls or questions or we don't have a hard ending time. Um, If I do a three-hour show, some days I do, I'll have 6,000 steps by the end of the show. I walk the whole time I'm doing the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I, I fully hear you. And it's like, how do we create this balance? And the more I'm getting to know you, even through the episode, it's like you like to push things and do things fully and to the extreme. And the pattern here that that is is showing up pretty pretty loudly for me is the more active you are, and of course there's other factors, and I have suggestions for flower essences and some hacks and things that we can do and reducing the caffeine and whatever. And we'll see kind of what begins to shake out when we meet again in a couple of weeks. But the big glaring thing is, okay, the more active you are, the more your body is telling you, I'm not ready to be in a state of rest. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And the more you can relax, the more you relax at night, right? The more you chill in the day, the more you, you get that deeper sleep. So what would it look like? Is it possible to add in an extra and you can say, well, what's going to work? You know, I want to meet you where you're at and not, we're not drastically changing your lifestyle. We're trying to get you to sleep deeper. But what would it look like? Or is there a possibility 
to maybe not walk 6,000 steps during a show? Can you be really comfortable? Can you put your feet up? Can you be in a more relaxed nervous system state? Or maybe it looks like not during a show. Is there is there times where this 10 to 12 hours a day is activity? It sounds almost counter, but can be, or maybe the the, the walking can, can remain, but is there a point that you're pushing your body or there's physical endurance to an extreme that you can cut back? Maybe it's even starting with cutting back by 20 minutes and incorporating one of those activities that you say on the big rainy days, that's when you sleep the best, when you get to read, when you, and, and, you know, I'm sending you a real book, but I'm like, if we can read not on the Kindle's fine, but I want you, my suggestion is, is adding this program. Maybe you have it called flux on your, on your screens so that you're not being exposed to blue light as much as possible, even in the summer and getting a blue light blocker glasses so that we're basically trying to re-regulate your system to the circadian rhythm, which it sounds like you're already doing by getting sunlight on your eyes first thing in the morning, right? And starting to balance that so that you can sleep deeper. That's great. Would continue to do that. But we want to regulate so that when it gets dark, your body is telling you it's time for rest. And it sounds like if we're pushing for 10 to 12 hours a day, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now it's, it's dark. I should be time to rest. The pattern is so far off from, and it's going to take time, right? That's why we're in this. It's not a, a quick fix, but slowly, what can we add? Can we add some, literally the, the suggestion is adding time to relax, to, to really like this is your homework as it's like so opposite. So many people are telling us to, to move more and do more, but where can you build more relaxation into your day. What can we, like we talked about with the, with the alone and, um, you know, not being, not having to do everything, but is there, you know, can, can Lisa do something or can, is there someone in the community that might want to um, learn to be in the garden an hour a day and can harvest for you? Or, you know, I, I don't have this solution of what it looks like, but the, how does it feel to, to try on adding more, 20 minutes to an hour more downtime relaxation, really calming your nervous system, even in these busy summer months. Is that possible? It, 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 it is. I, I'll tell you what happens. And, and I don't, I don't want to say this. I don't have a problem relaxing. I love to relax. I love to lay around and read. Um, what I find, and, and this is kind of the new part since I started eating differently what I find is is I just seem to have most of the time. Now I'm in this weird thing where I said I really want to improve my physical endurance and stamina. But part of my problem is that, and it doesn't feel like nervous energy. It just feels like energy. Like I, I just have so much energy. I lay down to read and I think, oh, you know what? I really need to go. I forgot. I should go do this in the garden. I'll just knock it out real quick and then I'll come back and I'll read. And I come back and I said, and it's like this, there's just like so much energy. I just want to get up and move. Mm-hmm. Are you doing endurance activity as well? Like, is there running or no. is it more of this, no. like, and, and walking slow? Yeah, I, I've never really been, even though I was really into sports a lot. I mean, I ran when I had to, but I don't like endurance. I don't like cardio. I tend to like resistance training more. I owned a gym. I did a lot more weightlifting than I did cardio. 
Um, so I've never really done any kind of endurance, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't Can know you if there's do some of the resistance. Uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, a ten minute, and and that is one of the things that really helps. I, I've got to get better about yeah. sticking with that. I, I'm doing a ten minute routine on the X3 bar that I developed, uh, and I absolutely love it. I just have to get better at doing it. it it's one of the things that How tends often? to get put off. How often are you doing it now? Um, well, I've actually developed a routine that I could potentially do every day without overtraining. So it's only 10 minutes a day, and I'm only working out. Uh, so the routine I developed is push on one day, pull on another day, and then a third workout, which is um, core and um, legs, legs and core. So with three completely different workouts, even if I did, you know, Monday push, Tuesday pull, Wednesday core, by the time I go back to push again on Thursday, I mean, I've given those muscles multiple days to recover. So I could do it every day without overtraining. And the nice thing about that is, you know, if I'm trying, I usually at least get in three workouts a week. Okay. And at what now, time of day are you doing it? That's that's what I'm trying to figure out what might be better. And so far, nothing seems to. Yeah. Now, if I do it too late in the day, it will have a negative impact on my sleep. I'm just too wound up Absolutely. after it. Uh, because the routine includes Absolutely. Wim Hof breathing, um, infrared sauna, the resistance training, and the cold exposure. So if you do all of that mm-hmm. later in the evening, you're not going to sleep anytime soon. Uh, or I'm not anyway. But Correct. other than that, early morning, <laughs> late <funny>. morning, <laughs> early afternoon, it doesn't seem to have much of an impact. One of the other things, since you asked me about endurance, that I've always wondered um, about one of my health markers. I'm going to go find the actual number here. Um, let me see. My heart rate. So I do no endurance training whatsoever. My resistance training is really spotty. I'm not, uh, there are times where I'll miss two weeks completely. I, I won't do it at all. So I, I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. inconsistent with it right now. My resting heart rate is 46. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But there's no yeah, reason really why, well. I mean, I get why, you know, that's typically a, an elite athlete kind of number. And that's not me. Yeah. Yeah, 40, 40, low 40s is pretty much like the lowest end of normal. And that's, yeah, that's resting. So, okay, a few a few suggestions this week. This resistance training, the earlier in the day you can do it, the better. If you do your full routine three days a week, is it realistic to add just the resistance training, so the 10 minutes, two more times to your week? Yes. You have so much energy. My My thought is... How can we move that energy in a way that you're actually pushing your body, not in, you know, not going to run a marathon if that's not what works for you. But if this resistance training is tiring out, is using that energy, we want to use it in a productive way and use it ideally first thing in the morning so that by the afternoon, mid-afternoon, my goal is that your body is already starting to wind down, right? So if there are high pressure 
whatever, anything that takes a lot of energy, maybe it's mental energy, stimulation, but running, like not physically running, but like, you know, running from yeah. thing to thing, being a busy bee, like stopping that around 3 p.m. Like think of that like your caffeine, right? It's like you wouldn't take caffeine. Hopefully you're not taking caffeine after mid-afternoon. No, no. Similarly, with this training, with this endurance, important to at least do yeah, your full you know, your full four Wim Hof sauna resistance cold, the three days, adding another, and I can write this down for you, but adding another two days at least of just the resistance and doing it before, ideally before 11 a.m., right? So you're doing it sometime in the morning. Okay. You think think that's possible? It is. Yeah, it is. The one thing I I can do, I I have... Other than the radio show, which is 8 o'clock in the morning, five days a week, and it's an hour or three at the most. Other than that, I have total control over my schedule. Amazing. Okay. I'm writing down your routine. You're going to do your full routine, continue with the three days a week. You're adding two days a week of the resistance training. Goals. So all five of these days, the goal is to try um, before... 11 a.m. Okay. Some days it it might be, I might be starting at right around 11, but I'll be done by noon. Close enough. There are some days where we just go that long on the show. Today might be one of them. I mean, we're close now. Yeah. Let's, let's start with that. Okay. So if it's between 11 or noon is the goal. The second is really regulating the amount of blue light, it might seem strange, but we're going to get at it from a couple different angles and then we can see what's going on, you know, in a few weeks, what's working, what's not. But there's two ways to combat this blue light and it's everywhere. So even if we're, you're like, I'm being good about it or it's, it's so drastically interfering with our circadian rhythm from the first, from when we wake up in the morning till when we get in bed at night. And so, you know, as humans, our eyes are receptors to adjust to daylight and night. And this is, this is hormonal messages telling our body when it's time to relax, when it's time for a nervous system to start um, moving into a state that we're ready for, for a restful night of sleep. And so the two um, things that I would like you to try are um, there's an application called Flux, F-L-U-X, and it can, you can download it on any of your devices. So your computer, your phone, and it will basically, as soon as the sun goes down, so it'll it'll sink to your location. And when the sun goes down, so, it'll switch from from blue to. So I, I on like phone and laptop. Laptop. I, I don't do a lot on the phone. I hate working on the phone. I do spend most of my time on the laptop. Um, is this the same? Great. Apple's you know, Apple has a feature, and I've said it on both my phone and my computer based on um, sunrise and sunset. It it tones down the screen it, 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 it is that the same kind of thing similar but i similar i'm not sure exactly what what their technology is i have that as well but adding this flux just to reduce as much blue light as possible got it okay hurt. yeah good i'll do that all right and then even more bonus points if you want there's like 20 dollar blue light um blockers that you can get they're little like computer glasses i wear them all the time that you can wear i mean i even wear them when i'm driving there's like the the street lights i mean i live in los angeles there's lights everywhere so if you want to take it one step further it's an offer to to um 
bring these blue light blocking glasses on board as well for a few weeks and just see you. And when you're not exposed to this blue light all day through a computer screen, what begins to happen with, with balancing the system. Um, the third thing, and again, I, I get, um, this is fun because usually I say, okay, I'm going to think about all everything we talked about and then I'm going to bring you write a protocol later today, but we get to do this live. Yeah. We're on the radio show. So I get to give you all my ideas. Um, and I try to also keep it cause I get, Oh my gosh, I get so many ideas. So I try to keep it. What's going to be realistic. Cause again, the medicine, the protocol doesn't work if you don't do it. So what's actually going to, what are you going to do? And we can always add and build. Um, so I try to keep it to like, you know, under five things, ideally like two to three things to, to add to your life. Um, or shift before we meet again. But the workout, the flux, the oh, I, I like can't decide between a few other things. Have you ever used flower essences? I have not. This is something really interesting that some of the the time when we have sessions, it just is like an intuitive hit. Um, but it's flower essences are really interesting. There's one called um, that, that kind of the most popular one on the market is called Rescue Remedy. It's by Bach. Is that familiar to you? You probably recognize the bottle. It's like a, a yellow bottle you'll see in a lot of pharmacies and grocery stores. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's really interesting. It's different than all of our other um, plant medicine in that it isn't actually consuming constituents within the plant. Um, it, it's kind of the one uh, mysterious, almost like witchy aspect of herbalism that that is still really alive today. And it's working on our emotional and spiritual body. Um, and so, you know, the fact that you're able to fall asleep after a few minutes, but you're not staying asleep, something is triggering you in that state of panic to wake up, even though you're not an anxious person, it's telling me that a flower essence might be um, a really, it's so gentle. It's really interesting. It's almost changing the, um, you know, if our, our bodies are, you know, almost 90% water, 80, 90% water it's changing the the molecular structure of the water in our body. It's it's like this this fascinating it's like from a from a very logical perspective, it doesn't make sense. And yet I've seen when you know, I don't want to bring too much um, new nutrients on board just yet to see, okay, can we kind of use these environmental factors first and see what's going on? Flower essences are are some of the most profound ways to to shift these um, even habits. So, so I'm thinking, you know, your body was used to for 13 years, this waking up at midnight, right? There's, there's an energetic pattern there that something in your body is still telling you that's normal. That's what I have to do. And so if we can override that pattern with a, with an essence of a flower, I know it sounds, it sounds crazy, um, but you know, we're going to try it and the listeners will hear us too in two weeks if this works. Okay. Maybe it's not so crazy, but I truly kind of have seen some of the most, the, the biggest shifts with, with just essences before even bringing, you know, the actual medicine, the extracts, the, the like full plant medicines on board. Okay. And so there's a couple essences that, um, and I'm like, it's so fun to do this on a radio show. Typically I'd make the medicine for you and, and Sunday, which we'll talk about later, you, yeah. can, you know, I can tell you where to get a flower. But okay. um, there's there's a few that are about um, kind of breaking old patterns. Um, and they, they all come from different flowers, different trees. 
Um, there's one called Larch, and I might send you um, a few of the descriptions of maybe the top three that I'm thinking of, and you can tell me which one feels so we don't we don't get too into your uh, emotional and spiritual state on on the air. But you can tell me which ones resonate, and then perhaps at our next session we can share with with the listeners which essence here okay. you are yeah. taking. But this is something that, yeah, it, um, if you're open to it, if, if yeah, there's absolutely. absolutely no downside. Yeah, absolutely. So it can't hurt in any way, um, but it could be a really interesting attempt to reprogram your body from this this deep stretch of 13 years of thinking you, you need to be up throughout the night. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that um, because he, here's kind of where I am. Like I said, I've done all the reading I can find on this. I'm always looking for more. None of the traditional approaches have worked. So it, it, it's, you know, the sleep hygiene stuff, the the diet, the, you know, it, it's not really a, a mental thing for me. I have no problem kind of turning off my mind and falling asleep. So I know I've got to try something more unconventional because obviously none of yeah. that has helped. That's typically why people show up with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unconventional approach. Um, okay. And then, you know, depending on how, so these are kind of the long-term things that I want to try. Like let's reduce the blue light, let's increase the exercise, but will that resistance, let's add a flower essence in. And there's still, I don't know, there's two other things that I want to mention today and we can take them or leave them, but I, I see the breakdown of what you're getting in the, um, what's it called? The light balance, um, with the magnesium. And I'm still, I'm still curious if your body has a deficiency in magnesium. That's not allowing you to truly, uh, relax on a cellular level starting in the afternoon, evening. Totally. You know, you know, your body best and you know what you're consuming and, and everything, but I will say you know, 70% of the American diet is deficient in magnesium if we want to replenish. And if you're getting, you know, and it, it all, there's a synergy that happens. So magnesium and calcium have this opposing um, effect in the body. So if your diet is, is really calcium rich, even if you're getting magnesium in your, your homegrown produce or um, a little bit in this light balance, there still might be a need. Those could be almost canceling each other out where your body could still need or it could still be in a, in a state of um, deficiency seems intense, but needing, yeah, needing no. a, a strong so, relax. Yeah, no, I, that, that makes sense. Uh, magnesium seems to be one of those nutrients where the different forms are just all over the board. What would be the recommended form here? Um, great question. And again, we're going to recommend other competitor products okay. because we actually <laughs> offer some with magnesium, in it. but the one that I have been seeing working the most efficiently, um, really in the past, like couple years. Um, and I'll send you this brand. They're called Ned. Um, and they actually use a blend of magnesium and they're really cool. They went up to Iceland talking about like harvesting wild real foods to find the, their sources of magnesium. Um, and they used, um, it's a blend. They use magnesium lactate gluconate. They use an aquamarine magnesium citrate. 
and they use magnesium glycinate. Wow. Okay. Um, they add trace minerals, so it's absorbable by the body. Um, and it's in a powder form. So similar to a four sigmatic, you're drinking it. Um, and this has been the most effective for years. I would recommend, you know, just the glycinate because different magnesium has a propensity to be, you know, more, more, um, like relaxing for headaches or have more of a, a bowel tolerance, digestive support, right. et cetera. But, um, this is one that I find you can take it, um, for you. I would recommend, you know, I want to try to start creating an evening routine for you. So, you know, if we can think about, even if right now it's like the, the boundaries for the evening routine are, are very thin and we don't really know where it starts or end, just trying on the concept, okay, at this time, I'm going to start preparing my body for eventually what a time when I will be sleeping. And just maybe that starts at after dinner, you know, or after this light dinner that you're eating. So around 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., you're starting, whatever you can decide what that looks like in your routine, but just beginning to say, okay, what's the start of when I want to tell my body to, to start to relax, to start to prepare for what's, what's ahead. And at that moment, at that time to kind of create a really, really uh, real identifiable marker of, okay, this is when I'm moving from my day into my night is when um, I would like you to take this this magnesium drink. So it's not going to knock you out. It's not going to put you to sleep. It's a way to break up the day. And so once you hit that too, there's no more like, you're not doing your resistance training. You're not doing (laughs) your whatever. You're not going to test the garden. This is the marker of like, okay, I'm inviting my body to start preparing for sleep. And, and that can be hard to do just in a, in a mental state. So having this like physical act of I'm going to take this, this product we'll recommend it's called mellow M E L L O. Um, this is the magnesium blend that I think we'll, we'll kind of hit on all angles instead of just, um, and again, it's not a pill, which I know you don't like a, right. a pill or a supplement. So it's more, it's more of just, you know, wild Icelandic magnesium that, that you'll be drinking. Um, and that's, that's going to be this marker from, from day to night. Okay. Um, so the last thing I'll, I'll recommend, I know you've read everything, but if there's one more thing to throw <laughs> in, it's, it'll add a reading material is, um, do you know, Sean Stevenson? No. Really cool. <clears throat> really cool guy. Actually a, a similar story. You should have him on the show, but, um, he's, he's a bestselling author, author of a few books and his story, he was incredibly, um, nutrient deficient growing up, big athlete and all through high school. And he essentially had some traumatic injury where, I mean, I don't know. I remember if it was his back or, or something was like totally thrown out when he was like in his teens. He's like, this is unheard of. The doctors are like, this is unheard of. What's going on? You're strong. You're an athlete. But he was living off of a sad diet, right? Just this no nutrients and had never been taught anything about nutrition. Anyways, ended up really um, getting into the, the life that we live in, which is what we feed our body is the building blocks to, to everything, how we show up, how we, how, whether we have energy, whether, whether we have sleep, it comes down to what nutrients are we, are we starting with? Um, and he has a really interesting book that came out maybe about a year ago and it's called sleep 
smarter. I'm and nothing in it, it right I don't now. think, will be revolutionary. Cool. Um, yeah, there's nothing. I'm sure you're going to know a lot of this information, but I'm just curious if we can, because I'm not going to go through all the things that I'm sure you've read. I don't want to be redundant. But about setting up the environment, you've already mentioned, and he talks about this in this book of, of going outside, you know, first thing in the morning and exposing your eyes without sunglasses to, to the light of the sun. Um, so just seeing, you know, if you can, if you can browse this and take a look and see, okay, what things have I done? Maybe if there's things you haven't done in here, bring them to our next session and we'll talk about them and ways to optimize them and, and make them um, specific for your lifestyle. But I'm just going to throw that out. It keeps coming up as, as we're talking. So if there's even a nugget in that, it might be wise, you know, just like you said, you've read all these things. He's done a really great job of compiling kind of the best into this one accessible, um, again, 21, 21 strategies in there. I, I just ordered it on paperback. I'm going to be patient. I won't download it to my Kindle right now. Like I normally do. I actually ordered the paperback. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so to sum it up right now, the things that you're going to try is about the physicality. So in doing your full routine three days a week, increasing the resistance training by two days, so adding two more days, the blue light regula- regulation, so the downloading this flux, and I'll, I'll email this to you too, but downloading the flux and then um, potentially getting these blue light block- blue light blockers. Oh, all the exercise will be before noon. We're going to bring a flower essence on board and we're going to start to break up the day and the night energetically by starting the evening routine with this mellow magnesium at the start of when you're telling your body it's time to unwind. Got it. And then this book is kind of a book. All right. How does that feel as a... (laughs) Really good. Really good. I like it. You know, it... it, Nothing, you know, major that I haven't tried some of these things before, but that, again, more of a kind of a cohesive plan that I think I can stick to. And, um, yeah, I like it. Okay. Really simple. This is like, we start really slow and really simple. I'm not even bringing any, like, you know, herbs into this yet there's no that, adaptogens I, I, no I, was gonna, I was just going to say there's there's only one part of this that I'm a little disappointed about I was all set to, to our our warehouse is right down the street from the house here I can walk down there I, I was all set to walk down and get all of the mushroom products I'm going to use yeah again until we can clear up what what are some things that we can do lifestyle wise Got it. Or adaptogens, even on toxic, they're strong. And I don't want to mask any potential symptom. If we want to get to the root, there's there's no there's no masking allowed here. So it's like like if it's as simple as your body is deficient in magnesium or we're changing the energetic profile of your system and breaking this this long habit with an essence or removing blue light or allowing your energy to be you know, getting out through this resistance so that you're naturally tired. I want to clear this up first. And then from this place, let's see what shifts in two weeks of doing these things. And then we can start to bring the plants, the mushrooms on board when we have a little clearer picture. Okay, what are these jarring things that, and maybe nothing changes and we're back here. That's also totally, totally cool, right? But we're, we're saying, is it this, is it this? And, and, 
then we're basically trying to clear the fog and say, okay, what's truly going on with the body? And and use the, the adaptogens, use the plant medicine as allies, as supplemental to some other foundational pieces that we can kind of shift and try to get back in place. Got it. You know, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm kind of experiencing this from the other side. Now, Lauren, doesn't this sound really familiar? Our, our approach when we do a one-on-one on discovery call, we and sometimes we do these on the air, um, it's kind of the same thing. You know, we'll lay out the plan, and when we're all done, the person's like, well, what about supplements? What about that cardio miracle stuff yeah. you always talk about? And we'll say, no, it's not time for that yet. We, we got to go fix these other things first. We use the same philosophy. We don't want to mask a problem with, you know, with this supplement because it's pretty powerful. Now I'm on the other end of it and I'm like, but, but I want to drink some mushroom coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Baby steps, Kevin. Baby I know. <laughs> I know. So, all right. I'm and, on board. You, you, yeah, you're remembering if it, if it feels really easy and you're like, oh yeah, I totally got this. I'm doing all these things, taking the magnesium. I have this flower essence. The flower essence, by the way, you'll be taking it ideally if you're going to be a good, um, you know, (laughs) going to be a good client. It's taking it is four drops four times a day. Okay. So it is something that you're really incorporating throughout your day. You can set little alarms and, and, um, so there are there are plants that are coming in board on board, but again, we're not going to be aggressive and mask anything before we know if it could be something really simple, like these these aspects that we need to address yeah, first. Yeah, got it. Okay. All right. I'll try to be patient. <laughs> you can do it. I can do it. That's and if right. it's too easy, then you can say, Hey, no, this is so easy. I got this. But sometimes I've worked with people and it's like the first thing that we do is like you have to drink more water each week and add, you know, a carton of blueberries into your diet. And they're like, I'm ready for this amazing herbal formula. And what happens is, you know, I literally have had a, a Crohn's patient who was on a ton of medication. I said, hey, all we have, meeting people where they're at. So all, all right now, you know, you're on like 100, like pace 100. So meeting you, it's almost I'm encouraging you to slow down and start really slow as well, which is I think part of what your medicine needs to be is getting back into this really slow, like state where yeah, we don't have to try to do everything at once or fill the day with 12 hours of, of work, but it's okay. Day by day, moment by moment, I'm going to be doing these small rituals and seeing how that shifts in the body. But the point was like, sometimes it seems so silly or obvious, like, this, this Crohn's patient said, okay, um, add, add a carton of blueberries into, um, into your week this week and the next week. And we're increasing water. Like so, so basic. Um, and after his first two weeks, we we're almost about to have a second session. And, and he called me and he said, Hey, Danielle, um, what is it in the blueberries? I went to a movie and for the first time in my life, I didn't crave, um, the popcorn and soda. Really? What's, what, is, what's happening? Blueberries. Yeah. <laughs> And it was this beautiful uh, awareness where he had just committed. He had made, so regardless of what, you know, he w- we were going to change his diet and add all these things. Of course, I wanted to do that long term. But it's like, how do we start so slow and gentle that your body starts, you're, you're beginning to say, oh, I am 
I am shifting a pattern. And you can also have try on this, you know, mantra, like a vehicle, mon vehicle for the mind, mantra to say, I am training my body to get deep sleep. Right? I'm training my body to fall into sleep. And it's it's so amazing when we make that mental shift. Our body is like getting on board with us. It's this domino effect that starts to happen. Of course, there was nothing in those blueberries. It was his mentality of I'm now working on my health. And that doesn't align with my health. And so even by you bringing these small things on board, what mental shift can happen where you're saying, I'm now focusing on preparing my body for sleep. I'm going to sleep again. I'm going to sleep six, eight hours a night. Whatever mantra feels, right. feels yeah. good to you. Maybe it's funny because it's so far off. But I'm now, you know, that that's the story that we're going to be programming, that we're going to be rewiring as you are someone that sleeps. Got it. And just these few things getting you in that mindset and 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 then let's see what, what we can add and build and continue to grow. Got it. All right. So now I, I'm on board with the plan. I get it. I understand why we're addressing this first because I, I really think this is where we should start. The other weird thing about this is now I've gotten to this point, and this is just recent, I've gotten to this point where part of my problem seems to be too much energy, but now the other part of my problem is too much fatigue. Like I, I like yeah. a muscle fatigue, like, uh, you know, I feel lactic acid buildup just walking up the steps sometimes. And I'm, you know, wondering, totally. so where's that coming from? I probably because I've just pushed so hard without solving this problem. Um, and the reason I bring that up, I, I think most of the people we deal with, believe it or not, you know, it's kind of interesting. We deal specifically with truck drivers. You would think yep. that would be a group that would have horrible sleep issues and they don't. Lauren, how often do you deal with like sleep as somebody's number one issue on a discovery call or a one-on-one? -on -one? I, I actually deal with sleep a lot. Oh, are you? Okay. Well, good then. Good. Because yeah, that, that people that are going to learn from this. Oh, oh, good. Oh, yeah. I'd say more good. than 50% of the time I'm dealing with people with sleep. Yeah. Okay. So what we do know, uh, Danielle, that we're really struggling with, and that's why we're so excited about this, is the, the stress. And you know, the last couple of years, the stress equation has changed dramatically. The world changed. It's, you know, we, we see it. So I, I'm excited about also, I'm glad that there are other people that are going to benefit from all the sleep talk we're doing right now. Um, but the next step will kind of be, you know, moving on to that, that bigger stress picture. Um, and Lauren, isn't it exciting to have finally some kind of a solution around this? Definitely. Absolutely. I'm very excited to learn. I mean, I'm excited to see if you can shift your, your sleeping habits, number one. I think it's really important. And I think it was very good to um, to really ask Kevin, Danielle, to ask Kevin about um, how much screen time he gets, because I think that has, you know, that definitely impacts it, all that, that blue light. Um, I do as well have um, blue light blocking glasses. Uh, for the evening, they're they're like real blue blockers, though they're not the kind that that I would wear, you know, all day long. Um, but I also mm -hmm. have blue light blocking built into my eyeglasses. So, and I say I wear glasses and contacts about fifty percent of the time, so I switch off and on. 
and I have I have done a test with my husband with the blue blocking glasses when he had to work late and he sometimes will work till like 11 p.m. and then get in bed and just can't sleep like just completely wired can't get to sleep has a horrible night's rest and he's tried it and he said it actually worked so I really do think there is something there there with that for sure. Yeah, how cool, Kevin, if we didn't need to have these like crazy pr- protocols and you could just, you know, remove the blue light and supplement your body yes. with magnesium, change these old patterns. And, and of course, and it makes sense. I just want to acknowledge, too, I hear you when you're saying you, it's not all that you have this energy. You're also tired. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this a lot in the book is this, you know, you're like half tired, half wired, half asleep, half awake. Of course, you're tired. Right. Like I, I wouldn't expect anything less of your system when we sleep. I mean, this is this fundamental restoration repair period for our body. And you're only getting, you know, half of what I personally would like you to be getting. And so just acknowledging like, okay, this makes sense. My body's doing the best it can with what it's with what it's dealt right now. Um, but knowing that, yeah, I see that and we're on the path to um to, to doubling your sleep. <laughs> there we go. I, really, for me, I, six hours of good sleep would be ideal. I mean, I would be so happy oh, with six good hours of sleep. Yes, me too. Let's get there. That'll yes. be our goal. Good. It's a quick goal. Good. Two weeks. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, so I will, I will email you and feel free to share it with them. Um, you know, the listeners another day, but just a, a summation of these, just they're kind of one, two, three, four, they're like four-ish, four and a half, five um, new things that you'll be trying this week. Um, and then, yeah, you'll do those for the next two weeks until we meet again. Excellent. All right. Now, I know I've taken a lot of your day and I really appreciate it. Can I talk about one more topic and then we can let you go? Yeah. Okay. Um Again, going back over when we first started down this path, we were helping people with diet. Um, we noticed a pattern pretty quickly. And, and again, we really focused heavy on keto. Um, it worked really well for our clientele, truck drivers, you know, to tell them they could eat all the fat they wanted. We just had to make sure it's good fat. And um, it, it really, really worked well. It was very successful for us. It's just incredible what we've been able to accomplish. But we noticed the pattern right away. So our typical truck driver is a male. We do have a lot of female clients, but our typical truck driver is a male. Um, think about the fact that there are truck drivers. It's not uncommon to be gone, you know, three weeks at a time, two or three weeks, sometimes longer. And with nutrient-dense keto week we were seeing people lose a pound a day so yep th- this guy would go home and he'd be 25 pounds lighter than when he left i mean that's pretty shocking you know and you haven't seen somebody in three no. weeks and they walk in and they're 25 pounds lighter um immediately the the woman is well what the hell are you doing and i want to do it and we didn't see the same results with women it, sometimes we did, but yeah. it was really common for a woman to go, well, I'm eating exactly what my husband is eating. I'm not getting the same results. Um, we, I kind of kind of figured it, there were a couple different things the, the more I looked into it. One, 
and these are all just kind of my thoughts or theories. One, I just think that women were so much more fat phobic all their life that they probably avoided mm. fat for a lot longer and, and more intensely than men ever did. And even when you tell them this is a high fat diet, I still think they tend to shy away from fat. So I, I, that was part yeah. of it for me. I, I think that, that that low fat mentality for women was just so much more pervasive and, and really hurt them in a lot of ways. And then we do know that women are more hormonally complicated. Um, do you see that? And, and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've actually seen some weird kind of uh, negative effects actually from like a full keto diet in women and haven't seen any of the same things in men, which is really interesting. Like things like body rashes, actually gaining weight in women as right. opposed to losing weight. Right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, it is really interesting. I don't know if it's necessarily like that gendered or if it's the body type. Um, and yeah, whether it's, I mean, the fat phobia was for all of us, right? We're all told fat will yeah. make you fat and it's truly the opposite. Um, we have to eat the right fat and make us thin. But it's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. It's hard to make like a generalized sweeping statement so, on it. It, it. I find it so body specific. And even if people are following like a really strict keto diet, the way that they're getting their, their macronutrients is still um, unique, right? It's like some people might be eating bacon and eggs and others are eating avocado and fish. And so, yeah, I kind of have to take it. You know, here's what I'm wondering, I guess, is that when I look at this and and fat phobia was one, the other one, I think, you know, again, kind of in my mind is that I think I'm going to generalize here, but I, I think in general, men and women deal with stress very differently. And I think that True. this is a big stress issue with women. And that's why I'm kind of encouraged that, mm-hmm. that the stress protocol I've developed so far and now starting to understand these adaptogens, I, I think this might be the place where we could help women the most is helping them deal with stress. I love that idea. I think especially when we think of the hormonal cascade in women, it, it's really important to recognize our bodies work a lot differently and potentially going straight into a, a ketogenic diet is going to be, uh, it's going to be a stressor on the body, right? It's pushing the body off balance. Like we talked about in the beginning, what stress really is. So instead, can you start with one of the mood nourishing longevity adaptogens, the reishi, ashwagandha, holy basil, and from there see how the stress is, is basically eased. And then ideally digestion begins to kick on again. And our bodies are, are giving us the right signals of when we're hungry and when we're full, you know, when, when we've basically been able to remove that, it's like the big boulder of stress that's prohibiting our, our messages from, from being delivered clearly because it's like a blockage in the river. So, yeah, that would be a really interesting experiment to see. Um, yeah, start with those kind of more gentle, nourishing, restorative adaptogens on women. I would have them take them for at least four to six weeks daily. And then from there, see, okay, how is your digestion improved? Even just from that, when the stress is removed before adding or changing anything to the diet itself. Yeah. I like that. You know, one other thing that, that I would um, say to women, I, 
experience this early on. Like I said, my first business was a gym. I opened a gym when I was really young. Um, and we were like one of those real hardcore kind of gyms. We weren't the, you know, pretty spandex. It was, you know, power lifters and bodybuilders and pretty hardcore. So we didn't have a lot of women, but women would wander in and they would say, you know, I, I, I want to, you know, get fit and tone, but I don't want to build muscle. And they were like, almost like in a panic about it. You know, I'd be showing them something like, oh no, I don't want to get big arm muscles. And I would stop them and say, look, you should set a goal to get really, really big arm muscles. And they'd be like, why? I don't want that. And I'd say, I know, but if you set that goal, we might able, be able to get some tone into your arms. I, I would just try to, look, mm. you're not going to get big muscles. I can promise you. Look, I have guys who come in here and kill themselves every day and they can't get their muscles to grow as fast as they want. As a woman, you're, it's just not going to happen. But, you know, so I think women are yeah. also afraid of that resistance part of the training. They feel like they're going to get big muscles. So I just want to convince them, you're not, I promise you. Do the resistance training. It's really yeah. good for you. Yeah, true. It's, it's a strong conditioning that we have to break. I, I, I see that a lot. And sometimes I feel that like, whoa, I don't want to get too, yeah. too big or look <laughs> right. like a box builder. I want to feel like a sweet woman. And, and yeah, that's just total programming from culture and society that is like, no, let's think about the health of our body and our strength and uh, yeah, it's it's breaking these old patterns. That's where the flower essences come in, right? There you it's breaking go. these emotional yeah. barriers that no, no plant or compound is able to do. There you go. All right, uh, Lauren. Before we uh, we let Danielle go, anything else you want to talk about? Danielle, just thank you so much. Uh, I can't wait to check out the book. Uh, very excited about it. Only Kevin can can read it the day before in one day, the day before it actually comes out. So, <laughs> so it's great to have you on here. Um, so much yet to hear all this good stuff. I'm glad you're working with Kevin on the sleep protocol. Right on. Thank you. Yeah. It's such a pleasure. Really grateful to be on here and really looking forward to seeing how we can improve your sleep in the next couple of weeks, Kevin. Oh, Hey, Danielle, I, I, kind of lied. Can I keep you for one more? Let me check something real quick. I'm going to refresh my screen. Um, we have had a call since almost the very beginning. I saw it in there in the beginning and I thought, yeah, we'll get to calls here in a minute. And then we just had so much stuff to talk about. Would you be willing to stay another minute and take this call? Because it specifically says it's yeah. about adaptogens. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're going to go to Missouri. Dale, thank you for being patient. Yeah, I just wondering. Um, I I uh, had an appointment in the middle of this segment, so I don't know the name of the book that I, I really want to read. You, you know what, Danielle? I'm not sure if I ever mentioned the name of the book today. Can you believe that? I don't think I said <laughs> I don't it. Think we did. It's called Healing Adaptogens: The Definitive Guide to Using Super Herbs and Mushrooms for Your Body's Restoration, Defense, and Performance. Okay, and I, uh, I, I, obviously, I drive a truck for a living. Is that available on audio, audio book? It is, yep. Awesome. We love okay. that. You can get it now on audio book. It came out on audio yesterday. Perfect uh, timing. 
Danielle, I, I just want to jump in here real quick because I know you do a lot of research. You do a lot of reading. I do too. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you had 10 hours every day to be able to listen to books? Yeah, it's insane. Unbelievable. That's, that's what truck drivers have. That's what truck drivers have. I tell people all the time, all of our truck drivers should be PhDs in something. You have that much time. You could totally. learn anything. It, it's such an incredible opportunity. And today there's so much material between audiobooks and online courses and podcasts. And, ah, oh, I just, you know, it makes me crazy when I talk to a truck driver and they don't do that. Um, the name of that book, could you repeat that again? I was in the middle of a construction zone. Healing what? Healing Adaptogens. Uh, gems. Okay, and uh, you're the author, and, and your name is uh, Danielle? Exactly, yep. Danielle Ryan Breda. And uh, one thing I did want to tell Kevin on the side note, since the show left serious, I couldn't find it, and I finally found it yesterday. And I've called so many of my friends that we used to listen to you every day, and you was the only show on that channel we could listen to, because after that, the IQ level <laughs> required to even stay on the air and listen to this. It was like they would have, they like your old time slot, that dude literally does things that he's like, tomorrow... What was your favorite truck you ever drove and why? I mean, if that's the, the level of thought you're at, I realize there's a lot of different people out there, but I was like, I was so excited to find this. I need uh, help with the app. So if there's a phone number I can talk to to see how I set it up. Or absolutely. I know how to use yeah. it. That'd be fine. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get you over to the Tribe Care team. So um, real quick, Danielle, I was kind of a, uh, a victim of cancel culture. I can get pretty controversial sometimes and i uh i kind of challenged and and sort of they kind of said i threatened a, a congressman um so we moved on we now have our own network we're really happy no commercials you know, today we did three hours no commercials absolutely love that um so yeah. we're uh we're just continuing to build this network we have so much more flexibility now so i'm, I'm glad you found us yeah, yeah, me too. But yeah, I'd, uh, if they could transfer me over to that uh, tribe tier team, yep. I'd really appreciate um, that. And uh, I love hearing everything. And I am going to buy that book. And then after that, are, is her products going to be in your store? Or oh, they are from her. Or how's that work? They already are. I mean, that, that this is you know Danielle's been on the show with us before. Um, Four Sigmatics, a, a big. We we have the mushroom coffee. Um, some of the elixirs. I forget all the Which products. Which very good, by the store. way, and I'm a huge coffee snob. Oh, good, good. Yeah. I'm a huge coffee snob, and I got introduced to that once at a, at a uh, local town fair, mushroom coffee, and I was like, you don't get me a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> mushroom coffee. And then uh, they actually gave me a cup. It, and I was like, holy cow, this is like the best coffee I've ever uh, had in my life. Yeah, so we have their products in our store already, and we're probably going to be adding a couple new ones. I, I went through their your stuff uh, yesterday, Danielle, and I think there's a couple new ones we want to add. And my wife's having issues with the sleep. What was that? What was that flower thing you were talking about? Well, they're flower essences, and if she 
Yeah, a good one to start with. It's kind of the most popular. It's called Rescue Remedy. And it's kind of a general without, you know, knowing her, knowing what she's what she's dealing with. This is a great first place to start. Um, really relaxing the nervous system and helping her wind down. She could take it any time of day. So it's not sedative. It won't, you know, put her to sleep any if she takes it in the morning. But anytime there's some sort of acute stress, um, you can take four drops of it. And I don't know if Kevin, you carry uh, rescue remedy in the store, but that might be we, something to consider. We don't, but I'll, I'll think about that. Yeah. Yeah, she has a yeah, very you, stressful job. She manages like 450 properties. Wow. Yeah, that makes me tired yeah, just yeah, thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. She gets stress, uh, a lot of stress in her back and her neck, and she's uh, it, it, the stress is her major issue. Her and I ate very clean uh, after listening to Kevin for a while. I mean, good. good. Today uh, we ate uh, chicken that we made in the smoker. We made a salad that mostly came out of a garden. I mean, we got turnip greens in it and all that kind of stuff. Love that. Um, and that's pretty much all we're going to eat all day. Uh, we well, we hey. typically eat twice a day, and that's it. Excellent. Hey, hey, Danielle, did did you ever think about um, truck drivers and things like uh, fermenting food and making their own yogurt and pressure canning meat? That's stuff we have truck drivers doing now. That's incredible. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it makes so much sense. Fermentation, you don't need refrigeration, can take it on the road. And, yeah. and we okay, have them, that. we have them, we help them find the best source for well-raised regenerative meat. And then we teach them how to pressure can it because then they don't need refrigeration on that in the truck. And we, we have developed like whole meal in a jar recipes, like pressure can a whole meal in a jar. And when you're in the, you control all the ingredients that way. And when you're on the truck, you can open it up and eat it. And no refrigeration needed. See, I, I, I don't have the, the major obstacles a lot of your listeners have because I run a line haul similar like what you used to do. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, I, right. I, I, I have this really incredibly hard job. I mean, typically it works seven and a half hours a day. Oh, yeah, there you and go. I got this little That's thing. That's right. That, yeah. yeah. I got this uh, thing called a hot logic. I, I plug it into a lighter. Yep to heat up yep. to 165 degrees. I can, I can make all my meat myself. I know where everything came from. Excellent. I can bring it in and stick in that hot logic. And in 40 minutes, I got a nice piping hot meal. I mean, it just, but Excellent. good. All right, Dale. Thanks for the call. Uh, Danielle, thanks for hanging out and answering that. And, uh, well, thanks for hanging out with us for three hours today. That was pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> So special. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, I'll shoot you an email with this little first protocol and let's touch base in a few weeks. Excellent. All right. And uh, we'll, we're going to record all of this. We probably won't do a live show because, I, like I said, October is pretty booked. And then come November, you're on to a, a whole new venture. So uh, we'll, we'll record these and, and we'll let everybody know when we release them. So I'm excited. Thanks again. Thank you. Talk All to right. you soon. We will talk to you soon. Um, Lauren, what do you think? Yes. I think that was wonderful, and I'm excited to see the protocol and to see 
how you do on it. I hope it, it really works for you. Yeah, I, I when you get this book, I think you're going to really, really like it. You and I have had kind of the same experience around adaptogens. We know they should work. We we It's not like we don't mm-hmm. believe in them. We absolutely do. I just have never been able to figure out how to make them really effective. And just from the book alone, I can see that now. Yeah, and I just, I get a little overwhelmed with how many there are. I know, I know. And I I mentioned this earlier, but when you read about these things, every one I read about, I want to take. Why why wouldn't I want to take that? Look look at all the things it does. But yeah, it it just sounds so amazing. And you're like, my God, why isn't everybody taking this? But there are reasons why. If you don't get the right quality, if you don't get the right dosing, if you're not taking the one that's right for you at this time. So I I really am glad that... um, Danielle was willing to jump in with me and kind of do this deep dive. And then you and I can learn um, to get us started. And then we'll be able to help a lot of people with this. Absolutely. It's a great additional tool for our toolbox. So I'm excited about it as well. Yeah. So um, we've already blown through three hours today. Uh, Is there something you want to talk about today? What are your plans for today? What are, what are we doing? You know, I, I, I love that you asked that. Well, I, and I'm just going to let people know where, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. You've got a big hurricane coming, don't you? Um, we have two of our, our employees right in the path. Uh, um, uh, Brittany's over near Tampa. Yeah, she's more so in the path than I am. She's going to start feeling it. Um, now nice I think, sure. yeah, this afternoon. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I know you've got a lot going on with that and just people know, we don't always really plan our Wednesdays. It's pretty informal. I mean, you'll send me a text now and then about what you're working on and, but we don't really kind of hard plan this day. So that's why when you come on, sometimes I'll ask you, what, what are we doing? Because sometimes I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm excited that you have that there are some guest speakers on the horizon. So I will, um, I'll definitely do a little research on them and prepare for some, some good questions to bring to the, to the conversation. Good. Good. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that for sure. And then also just, you know, hopefully get some more, um, case studies kind of brewing and hopefully some more live, um, you know, people to work with live on here. So there's a lot to, to look forward to. And I want to mention again, your new program and project I'm excited about, Lauren's Plate. Yes, Lauren's Plate. I think the first one launched, was it yesterday or the day before? One of the two. So the first one launched, um, if you didn't get a chance, check it out. It's basically everywhere we are. So um, let's see, Healthy Tribe, Instagram, Facebook, all, all of those spots. So Whatever your favorite um, social platform is, come check us out or just go to Healthy Tribe where uh, you can find everything out, basically. <laughs> yeah, and, and Lauren's plate is kind of, it, it's what you eat, right? And a, a lot of people want to know that. We talk about, yeah. well, this food's good, that food's good, but they like to see specifically what you're eating. So this is kind of like a recipe meal plan kind of thing, but it's, it's, it's really the food you eat. 
Yes, exactly. So basically I, you know, actually for, for years, I've been just taking quick little photos of my plate um, to help people because, you know, all my clients for years are wondering, you know, how they can make this doable. They think, oh, I'm going to have to drastically change my diet. And it kind of scares people, you know, it, it scares them so much that they won't follow a protocol and really help themselves just because they're afraid of, you know, having to limit their, their food intake. And so it really just, it's, it's an opportunity um, for me to share different ideas of what I'm eating. And a lot of the times I'm just throwing together things that are in the fridge. Sometimes it's leftovers. Sometimes it's a full meal that I cooked. So it's a good way to have a little insight into, um, you know, different meal ideas, basically. So I, I think I know the answer to this question. You don't really, and I know we're writing recipes and we're publishing recipes. You don't really use a lot of recipes, do you? No, I definitely don't. There are a handful of things that are kind of my go-tos that I make. Like I have um, one particular Cuban dish that my husband absolutely loves and asks for it every week. Uh, <laughs> what, so, what? Well, yeah, now I have really to know. Hard. Now I have to know what it is. It's called picadillo, and I have the recipe on Healthy Tribe. I posted it a while back. Um, it's basically ground beef with onions and peppers, and this is what throws some people off. There are olives in it and raisins in it, and it's kind of just like a one-dish meal where I just. You know, I do thyme and oregano and a little bit of um, vinegar, and it is just a very bold, complex um, mix of flavors. And we top it, you know, we put, he likes it over rice. I don't typically eat rice all the time, so I put it over veggies and, and whatever. So Got it's it. a, a really good Sounds yeah, it's good. a really good dish. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes I'll have leftovers and I'll just, heat those up and throw eggs on the top in the morning with some ferment, you know, fermented foods. So, you know, just getting creative with different things and different, different ways to kind of form your plate is what the, the feature is all about. Yeah. You know, I, one of the things I've been trying to do and, and you and I cook almost identical kind of component cooking and not really recipes. And, you know, you can take the same five ingredients and make, 13 different dishes out of those five ingredients. And um, I, I've been trying to get more people to, to think that way. You know, it, it, you post, if I talk about a meal I made or immediately people are like, give me the recipe, give me the recipe. And I'm like, I, I don't do recipes. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you a, a rough idea of what the ingredients are. But honestly, I, in my lifetime, not exaggerating, I bet I have made a dish as simple as chili 40 different ways. I, I can make chili using spaghetti sauce as the base if I need to. I could make chili using tomato juice as the base if I need to. Um, you could use 10 different kinds of beans. You could, it, it, there's just so many variations that don't limit yourself to recipes. Just, just learn how to cook without them. Le just learn how to kind of put food together in a way that you enjoy it. Yeah. And I, you know, we keep it really simple in our house. We, or we usually order all of our protein 
in bulk packages that, you know, we, we get mailed to us, whether it's UNIF, U.S. wellness meats or um, desert mountain for our beef. So I always have a bunch of meat in the, in the freezer and right. I'll pull something out for dinner and I'll, you know, usually have a veggie with it. And that's pretty much, yeah, we just that, cook it up and sometimes right. we get creative and sometimes it's pretty basic. Right. Know? And then there's always leftovers. So, okay, how am I going to change these tomorrow? So it's kind of the same ingredients, but the dish is different. So it doesn't feel like, like I'm eating the same thing every day. I just, people should just get a lot more casual about food. Don't, don't get so, you know, crazy about it. Like, oh, well, well what type of, you know, this ingredient, I, I don't care. Use anything. You know, there's 500 yeah, different honey. pepper varieties and, and you could put any pepper into this dish and it'll be different and just just lighten up, just lighten up, experiment, have fun yeah. with food, <laughs> right? Just have fun with it. Don't yeah. get so, don't get so worried. You know, even when we talk about things like fermenting and making yogurt where you do need to know, you know, a couple specific steps on how to do it, but when you... Do you recall the first time you read about fermenting? Didn't it seem outrageously complicated? Yes, it definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I was confused. Oh, my God, this website said I could use two tablespoons to a quart, but this website says I should only use one tablespoon of salt to a quart. And I, well, I'm so confused. And I, it seems complicated, yet it is so drop-dead simple. And I know you have been, you've, you've said, I know I need to get into this fermenting thing more. It, it's just, once you do it, I know. it's just so easy. I, here's, here's actually, I did this yesterday. I have a couple cherry tomato plants that just won't give up. They look like they should have died about a month ago, but they just won't give up. And they just keep putting out cherry tomatoes. So... I literally walked outside yesterday with my mason jar and I walked over to the cherry tomato bush. I pulled all the ripe cherry tomatoes off, dropped them in the jar, walked over to my basil bush, tore some leaves off, threw it in the jar, walked in and poured in some salt and water. That's it. That's all it takes to make really amazing fermented cherry tomatoes. Mm, and you mentioned how good those were. Oh. I have to try that. And then throw in some sliced garlic. Now, the garlic came from my garden, but I'm not picking it right now. You harvest garlic once and you have it the rest of the year. So all three ingredients come right out of the garden. And then it's just water and salt. I, it, it's so simple. And yet now those cherry tomatoes can sit in my refrigerator for a month. And when you take them out and eat one, it tastes like a caprese salad exploded in your mouth. I love the sound of that. I know. Isn't that so good? And the only thing I haven't added to this yet, but I'm absolutely going to, um, a couple slices of fresh mozzarella with this. Oh. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be good? Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. I know. So there, there's your homework. I want you to ferment cherry tomatoes this week. All right. Well, this week might be a little difficult because I need to go get some. Well, maybe next week. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot you're in the middle of a hurricane. <laughs> uh, that's true. I went to Whole Foods this morning and it was closed. It was closed. Oh, oh, yeah. That's bad. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll give you a break. But where I am, the the uh, the hurricane, the storm isn't going to hit 
here until Friday and Whole Foods is already closed. Right. I know. Kind of crazy. All right. I know. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about today? Are we ready to wrap this up? I think we're ready to wrap it up. I saw several of my plants and trees come down in the backyard. I got to go figure out how to. You better get out there. That's right. All right. I can't believe it's already happening, but yes, Yes. I will get to that. But good show. It was wonderful having having Danielle on, and I look forward to uh, to seeing how the protocol goes uh, once you start that. Excellent. All right. Um, We'll wrap this up. We will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.